Welcome to the Odds Makers Podcast, presented by Superbook Sports. The line starts here as we take you behind the counter for an all-access look at the biggest events in sports. Through the minds of career Las Vegas odds makers, Jay Cornegay and John Murray. Want the very best in odds boosts, promotions, and contests? Download the Superbook Sports app. Follow us at Superbook Sports on social media and head to Superbook.com. Superbook.com today. Now let's jump behind the counter and talk with the odds makers before we get our wagers down. Here's your MC, Jonathan Von Tobel. What's up, everybody? Welcome in. It's another edition of the Odds Makers presented by Superbook Sports. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel, the namesakes of this program, Jay Cornegay, John Murray alongside. Gentlemen, what's going on? I hope you guys are feeling better than me. You know, I'm coming out like my voice is starting to come back. A uh, really good reference for you. I feel like Ariel from The Little Mermaid. Remember, she lost her voice, you know, got it captured. I had to get some hot drink to kind of soothe the vocal cords, but I'm ready to go. What'd that coffee run you, John? Including tip, four thirty six. <laughs> That's not that bad, is it? I mean, what is it? What does a coffee normally cost you? I mean, it's actually probably in line with like the right. <laughs> with uh, with Starbucks and the exact okay. same quality. So okay, good, good. Another deal from the Westgate. Uh, exactly. So the the coffee's like four dollars. Is that what you're saying? No, it's actually three forty six, okay. and I tipped a dollar for the service. Okay. Well, you mentioned last week on the show that they Poor pay you. Minute. They pay you to do this. Yeah. So even with the coffee, you're coming out and I'm pretty profitable. Yes. Yes, I'm still coming out on top. Must be nice. Although if we factor in gas, now we're having a conversation. <laughs> we're, having a, we're having a real conversation. Fair enough. Fair enough. I don't. I'm not the one who negotiated your deal. Don't look at me. Um, how was the week 16 for you guys over at the Superbook? It was average. Yeah. I mean, all throughout the whole week, and we didn't win too much. We didn't lose too much. Nothing we notable. A, we had a lot of money on that Eagles game. <laughs> I mean, that that Eagles Cowboys game was a really heavily bet game. One of yeah. the more heavily bet regular season games the year. I think because there were only two games, mm-hmm. and the other one was uh, the football team against the 49ers, so that uh, there was a lot of money concentrated into that Philadelphia game. That was a very good handle game for us. Yeah, I mean, I, I was here actually watching that game. I saw you, John. And while, there, like you said, it was kind of quiet because it was a holiday weekend, the game itself was phenomenal and essentially had its own little standing there. And I would assume from a betting standpoint, people getting involved in-game, going mm-hmm. out and watching it, uh, that would be. Was that the, you said that was the highest handled game of the week? No, oh, for sure of the week yeah, yeah. by far. Yeah, um, it was uh, in one of the better handled games of the year. Really, uh, it, it was. It was the right was like a primetime game, like yeah. a standalone game, because the other game was pretty pretty nondescript. Taylor Heineke against Brock Purdy. Uh, that wasn't much of a compelling matchup, John. The rest of the week, actually, wasn't really, wasn't that compelling, right? You get Raiders Steelers for the night game on Saturday. It was not a very good game. Christmas was. Rams, Broncos, and Nickelodeon, Cardinals, and Bucks in overtime, <laughs> and Packers, Dolphins, which is somewhat important. But I would assume that was that was a Packers, Dolphins yeah. game was a good game. It wasn't it was. too bad. It, it was, was just the first game. It was bad, yep. bad slot. Mm, that should have been the night game. All right, we move on because we do have a lot going on. Only two yes. weeks left in the regular season mm. of the National Football League. Let's start with those Buccaneers playing host to the Carolina Panthers. Bucks three point favorite, total of forty. Uh, this matters quite a bit in the uh, divisional standings. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Carolina Panthers suddenly battling for the right to win the NFC South. So I will ask you, either one of you can take this, how big is this game going to be from a handle perspective, just kind of sitting on three with a total of 40? Is there really any sharp action involved? Anything notable here? Nothing notable. There's no sharp action. It's bet very lightly at this time, even though the implications of this game is, I mean, it's for the division title, I think, for the most part. I'm looking at the ticket count. It's 90% 
Panthers, but that's for, I got to always say that disclosure now, every time I talk about ticket count, that this is for entertainment purposes only, mm-hmm. not for handicapping information, okay? It's also very dated by the time sure, somebody watches this. I to make sure everybody, so I don't get any hate mail. The whole show um, is for entertainment purposes only, I think. Well, then we, are we, are we passing or failing on that? Uh, I don't know. But nothing. It's really a, a lightly bet game at this point. Okay. Division-wise, does anything stick out in terms of liability for the NFC South? Do you like lose big of like Carolina, who was a big underdog at one point? I think they were like twelve to one to win this division, and nothing like liability-wise sticks out though. In terms we lose of big on Buccaneers futures in general. Okay, uh, Buccaneers to win the conference, Buccaneers to win the Super Bowl. Was there a point where people were loading up during the? Well, I mean, now it's still a slow start. But was there a point in the early part of the year where people were like, "Oh, it's a slow start. Let's just keep loading up on this it, thing." No, it was more the preseason stuff. Okay, yeah, before the Brady thing was announced, before his unretirement, if you want to call it that. You mean his, three days before? His, yeah, a couple days okay. before. Yeah. Uh, I was a lucky, lucky hmm. guess for a few of our new customers. For, uh, to fill the audience really quickly, guess. for those who don't know, <laughs> what there was there was a wager in on uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win the Super Bowl just days before Tom Brady decided to unretire. Just wagers, John. I don't yeah, need that. Right. Singular? No, that's singular, no, plural. No, and they were they and were new customers, all. and they were trying to bet as much as they could. And then, fortunately for them, Brady decided to play. And actually, it, unfortunately it just, for them, right? Because yeah. they were going to lose. They are gonna, I was going to so say. So I guess, unfortunately for them, they might have gotten some information. Karma. Maybe. Maybe. But Possibly. that was all jurisdictions. It wasn't just oh, no, Nevada. No, no. It, it was Nevada. across the country. Yep. So Brady had some information out there. Hmm. Interesting. I didn't That's say that. The second time with Brady, by the way. Oh, I'm willing to say that. Uh, all right. Dolphins and Patriots move on. Mm-hmm. Uh, his former stomping grounds. So we'll start. This is obviously an interesting game for many reasons. The first of which is the quarterback issue for the Miami Dolphins. Tua Tungabailoa likely not going to play in this game for Miami. It actually opened. You guys had, I believe, a two in favor of Miami. Now we're at Patriots as a three-point favor with some altered juice. Total of 41 and a half. So either one of you can take this. Is the difference between Tua Tungavailoa and Teddy Bridgewater actually about five, five and a half points? Well, you're crossing through zero. Yep. So I don't think it's quite, I don't think it's quite that much. Okay. And you got a, you've got a plus three minus 120. It's not quite that much, but I think it's a pretty significant difference. Tua was playing really well. Was he? Uh, compared to Teddy Bridgewater, yeah, he absolutely was. I mean, their offense at times showed some life, and when Bridgewater was in there, they they were awful, I thought. Well, yeah, I've seen Teddy play great at times. Mm-hmm. You're like, wow, he could be a starting quarterback. And then other times you're like, man, maybe not so much. And his short stint with the Dolphins, it's been on the latter side. It, it just hasn't been great. So I think to a, it, there was a lot better deep ball than Teddy at this point in his career. So I can see where we're talking about five, five and a half point difference. It might be a little less than that, but uh, I think that's the correct adjustment from what we've seen from Teddy so far in Miami. And remember, the betters always push these numbers to around three, John. Yes. So you, you, you got a lot of dead numbers. This isn't the same thing as a line going from like 10 and a half to six. Okay. Because you just got some numbers that are pretty dead around. So that's actually, it's a good nugget for people who are listening, John. So like, let's say, like we just talked about, right? Miami to like minus one and a half or minus two to New England minus three would not be the same as a team from minus two to like minus seven. No. Well, yeah, even worse, maybe it would five to ten or something right. yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Right. Well, two to seven would be really significant because now you're talking mm-hmm. about putting three right. and seven. Three, four, right. six. But people would think, like, oh, it's just five points. It's the same thing either way. Not necessarily the case, especially when, like you said, you're going through key numbers. And the value of a starting quarterback is tied exactly directly to his backup quarterback. Yep. So even though Tua has struggled at times... I just think Bridgewater is so bad that I do think this is a pretty big drop off for the Dolphins. So this is a this opportunity to ask you uh, because I was actually interacting with one of your uh, coworkers, Jeff Sherman, on social media as we are uh, 
one to do often. You don't have his personal information? I do, but every okay. once in a while we tweet each I other. I can give that to you. Um, uh, <laughs> what's the phone? We can read it out loud to our audience. Um, but with the, because I made a joke, and I'll ask you guys this. I like to make the joke that once things are officially official, the market will still react, right? So, like, mm-hmm. we know that Tua Tungavello is not going to play. Will we get that reaction once that's officially announced? Like, once we see Tua Tungavello out, Will there be another market move here? And not like immense, but like, will you get three minus 110 or three and a half, you know, shaded to the underdog side? Will there be more of an adjustment once the news is officially out? Well, on the general public side, you definitely see that. You see the ticket count. You see it. It's like, oh, two is not playing. Teddy's in there. You know, let's play the Patriots. You're going to see that from the the general betting public. Once in a while, you still see on the sharps. Maybe they sharp see him warming up. Like they can't throw the ball or something like that. But. Definitely from the general uh, public, you'll start seeing that. And that happens in the bowl games. It almost happens in everything. You know, you have a significant player out, you know, even though it's been days, you know, uh, before that, you come game day, people are still talking about that and betting based off that information. Yeah, my my good example is Christmas was, and this is where Jeff and I were interacting, Chris Middleton from Milwaukee. They've been listed as doubtful, hadn't played for like five games. Number open to four and a half, got to five and a half. It was announced that he wasn't playing and he got to six and a half. Yeah. It was like, and the joke I made was the guy who has been doubtful, hasn't played for almost two weeks, is worth somehow, you know, a point and a half to the line because he's not playing today. So, Jay, you know, ask. Jay and I talk about Chris Middleton a lot. Yeah. <laughs> K-H-R-I-S. That is a, that's a frequent conversation. It's just like, filling people in on the backstory of right. why I was thinking the that way was I was a, thinking. I watched some of that game. That was the, the fourth game. quarter was not fun. Yeah. The second half wasn't great. First half he was did. great. I watched some of the Bucks Celtics game on Christmas. Yeah. Well, the, the if correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't that going on at the same time as the Broncos Rams game? Uh, I believe it was. Yes. That was not a very good football. I didn't turn his channel. Uh, oh. You didn't change it from Nickelodeon, huh? Uh, sleeping. All right. <laughs> the Nickelodeon broadcast. Well done, CBS. Let me just say. All right, Jets on the road against the Seattle Seahawks. One and a half point spread total. Forty-two and a half. Oh, how the tables have turned. Seattle catching points, disrespected at home. To the New York Jets? What are we doing here? I think it's overreaction. <laughs> I, I look at this number and I'm like, wow, the Jets are laying points at Seattle. You know, I, obviously White's going to start. He's back. Mm-hmm. And he was, I mean, he was terrific, you know, uh, in those uh, few games that he did play. Yeah, I, mean, I know that's, I, a, that's a huge adjustment. Can I argue? He what? was terrific in one game. He was great against Chicago. I would very much stress to go look at what Mike White has done the last two games. And that's not a pushback on specifically you, Jay. It's the collective. Did he not play well against the Vikings? I thought he, he was fine. Let me see. He threw three interceptions in one of the games. Well, let's put it this way. You go to horrible to fine. Okay, that's there a big we go. Difference. All right, all right. Hey, that's fine. Every, that. Everything is relative, though. It's the same thing that. we just talked about with Tua. Right. Mike White, maybe he, look, he's not Patrick Mahomes, but versus playing Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. Or who was that other guy that came in? That other guy came in, he ran for like nine oh, yards. Oh, Chris Strebler. All the Jets fans. The Wildcat cube. Jets fans acted like Fran Tarkenton had just come in. By the way, I take that. He took, he threw two interceptions against Minnesota. I thought he played well yeah. in that game. Yeah. So I might be remembering he, it wrong, John. Well, he did chuck it up 57 times. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they've been dropping it back a whole bunch. Yeah, like like yeah. I said, I think but, you guys are fine. Like, you, he's been much better, obviously, than Zach Wilson. I've just kind of to the point where we're getting now with this number. I think the market's like, oh, Mike White, Jets, now they're going to be great. And I'm like, eh. I'm not I, sure know what, really I know what you're, you're getting great. at, John. Yeah. I know, the, not great, but better. <laughs> we saw okay. better. We saw <laughs> we saw some sharp money on Seattle. There we go. See, that's, that's, John, that's what John wanted me to say. Uh, there you go, John. For. He got it. Sharp right. guy bet Seattle I plus two. You that's fell for that's that. what I'm going for. There you go. I just feel like this is kind of like, let's pump the brakes here. The Jets team is pretty flawed, right? Like the quarterback yeah, they're pretty flawed. They, they got completely right outcoached by Jacksonville on Thursday night. Yeah, they did. 
They got totally outcoached by Doug Peterson in Jacksonville on Thursday night. Okay. Right. They said uh, there was a list on uh, TikTok. Yes. I, oh, you're scrolling. The five. The, I thought they banned the TikTok. Quarter, in the, the five quarterbacks that are worse than Russell Wilson. And it said Zach Wilson, end of list. That was it. Wow. Well, it's not five of the quarterbacks. That's pretty nice to Taylor Heineke. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't count. Don't get yeah. me started okay. on Taylor Heineke, too. Vikings and Packers. Now, all of a sudden, let me ask you guys, has there been any any kind of little bump here in terms of support for Green Bay in the grand scheme of things in the futures book. I've seen a lot of people throwing out, I may have bet them at 85 to 1 to win the Super Bowl myself. Is there anybody throwing out that, hey, this Green Bay team, offense is different with Christian Watson. He's getting more comfortable. Aaron Rodgers, they can make their way into the playoffs and be a threat. I haven't heard too no. much chatter oh. about that. I think that people are, are believing that they're going to make the playoffs, right? They have mm-hmm. to win their last two. Washington has to... Sorry, football team football. has to lose one of their last two, and so they think that they're going to get in. But beyond that, there hasn't really been a, a lot of discussion. I mean, I, I probably have to take a look at their last few games of who they played and who they beat, you know, to give them credit and maybe even consider them a threat. But at most, two and out? I mean, that's still pretty good for this where this team was, right? They, if they, they go could, two and out, right, if they win, like, the two the, games. Look at the NFC. Could mm. they beat Minnesota? Well, of course they could. The 49ers are considered the other really big powerhouse in the NFC, but they are playing a third-string quarterback. Yep. Uh, look, I don't think Green Bay is going to go deep in the playoffs, but it, getting into the playoffs as the seventh seed in the NFC is not the same as getting in as the seventh seed in the AFC. Right, and that's kind of... You've think- got a chance to make a run in the NFC. You can't do anything. The quarterbacks in the AFC are too good. Mm-hmm. You're not going to go through a path where you beat Burrow and Allen and Mahomes, but could you beat Cousins and then Brock Purdy? It's possible. Mm, I think it's a little bit more than Brock Purdy. No, the 49ers that are an defense, awesome team. Defense. They're an awesome team. But, but think about the but, quarterback advantage you'd have with Rodgers. Correct. And, and to John's point, too, a lot of these teams are flawed. Vikings have one of the worst defenses that are going to be in the postseason. Eagles can, and I shouldn't say can't stop the run, but that is their weakness, and the, the Packers can run it. So I'm just saying, like, you know, there is a path quietly developing for Aaron I think Rogers. you're trying to make yourself feel better about your future bet. There, <laughs> I said it, John. I think you're just trying to justify your bet. Windows are open. Uh, so I they did, went, I bet uh, three it, in a row at <laughs> Chicago. The last the three game run here is at yeah. Chicago, the Rams, mm-hmm. and then at Miami. Yeah. That was a solid. That's comeback. a good win. That was a solid good. comeback. And they yeah. don't and forget the Dallas win. Don't forget the Dallas. win. And we saw some yeah, sharp was, money uh, on Green Bay minus three minus one twenty. Okay. Mm-hmm. They bet Green Bay minus three <laughs> minus twenty. John, let's see. All right, there we go. This is the kind of thing I like to see. By the way, if you want to get in Superbook, if you want to join me, sixty to one to win the. The Super Bowl, Green Bay Packers. It's a little high. I might actually text the guys in the back to lower that before the show's done because <laughs> right, I don't want you to be able to. You're not allowed to bet on the air. So I figure I'd tell them, hey, boys, lower that to 40 <clears throat> before you can make another bet on it. All right, let's go to Bills at Bengals. Now, I will say, you know what this game reminds me of? Was it about a month and a half ago? We had the Vikings playing host to the Cowboys, and the Cowboys were favored on the road. And there were a lot, including myself, who were like, huh. Cowboys really laying points on the road here, right? Vikings deserve some respect. And the Cowboys went in there and absolutely destroyed them. The Vikings were absolutely smoked, right? This gives me the same vibes, although I will say you could build a much better statistical case and the fact that they have Joe Burrow for the Cincinnati Bengals here. So I will ask you guys, Mm -hmm. do the Bengals go off as favorites by the time? And it's not that big of a deal, right? Bills minus one to Bengals minus one. We talked about Crofton's zero. It's not really that big of a deal. But is this one where the Bengals get enough support where you see this flip and we get to that like one, one and a half favor since by Monday night? It's going to be very close because the, the numbers I'm looking at, the GP is general public is just split right down the middle of this game. So I just don't see it one way or another. I, I just think that the teams are so evenly matched in, in the eyes of the general public. 
high volume. There's going to be a lot of action on this game, but I think it's going to be very split. If it get, at best, I say pick, but I could still see it going off. But the Bills a one and a half point favorite. I think it's going to stay right pretty close where it is right now. I can't see it going to the other side, flip side, where Cincinnati would be the favorite. Just remember how highly power rated Buffalo is. Buffalo was a three point favorite at Kansas City in a game that they won in, in Kansas City at that time was probably considered the second best team in the league behind Buffalo. Buffalo has been considered the best team pretty much the whole way. They've had some hiccups. They've had some injuries. They've had some bad turnovers. Seen some games where Allen's made some really bad decisions with the ball. But I think when Buffalo plays its best game, its best game is better than anybody else's best game. So I'm not surprised that Buffalo's favored in this game. This is a great game, by the way. This is, this is by, the, by far the, the best Monday night game of the year. When have we seen the Bills' best game? I mean, we haven't seen it in a while. It, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't, well, they they won at Kansas City. That was a pretty. I good mean, game. how long ago was that? That was a long time ago. No, right. Buffalo. They've they've lost a number of players to injury, including your guy Von Miller. I mean, they've 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 had some uh, some issues there, and they've definitely had some bad turnovers from the quarterback. But I, I still think they make sense that they'd be favored in this game. Uh, I've been discounting the, the Bengals pretty much all season long, and all they do is just win. Yeah, that's all they do. That's they true. Just, it's not like a fluke either. They just take care of business each and every week. So I'm actually glad this game's on Monday night. It's one of the rare occasions that we get to watch, you know, the full game. So it was a great um, game. They, they said volume. today, yeah. they said this week that they're going to allow flexes for Monday night football soon too. Really? It's time for the big ticket. Hey Jay, any tickets raise your eyebrows this week at the Superbook? Not on the college side, really. Yeah. I mean, we, we're getting really heavy action on both of the playoff games. But on the pro side, some pretty decent uh, five-figure games. Saints plus seven. Broncos plus 13 and a half. Seahawks plus two and a half. Raiders plus six. Is that Yikes. before or after the Derek Carr news? That was... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay. For the like, if you can't figure that out, right? <laughs> you can't figure that out. Raiders plus six, yeah. What were the ticket well, splits before and was, after the news? For those who uh, don't know. For entertainment purposes only. Yeah. I mean, for those who don't know, well, you know by now, but Jared Stidham is starting that game for the Las Vegas Raiders. They've decided to bench Derek Carr. Uh, they are now up to a 10-point underdog, so... We didn't confirm that he was an Olympic diver, though. Not yet. No, that is true. You alleged that he was an Olympic diver who could well, be something called the Commonwealth Games. The Commonwealth Games. You've heard of that. That sounds like a battle for survival, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. like an Olympic type of... Event. Borderline Olympics. Okay. okay. We have a lot of money on Alabama. Alabama plays yeah. in the Sugar Bowl. That game is uh, New Year's Eve morning against Kansas State. I got burned by that. And we got a lot. We've had a lot of big bets on Alabama in that game. We're going to need Kansas State pretty big. I wouldn't consider those sharp bets, though, right? No, those are, no, it's no, just no. general just public. Large, I mean, just large money. Yeah, a lot of we're going to definitely Kansas State need K State, but uh, there was some sharp play. I mean, not the big plays, but sharp play on some of those bowl games. Like, what'd you say, Tennessee, uh, Iowa, Tennessee? They play Miami in the Orange Bowl. Iowa, they play Kentucky in the Music City Bowl. Mm-hmm. I don't know the ticket splits because unlike. Most people, I don't think that's some valuable information. Oh, that's mm-hmm. not what you said. Uh, but I do know, I have seen some sharp plays on, on those bowl games there. Okay. Really quick, uh, Tennessee plays Clemson. Oh, Clemson. Yes. It's in yes. Miami. Yes. Yeah, yes, there you go. That's where the confusion sets in, John. Yeah, yeah, this is what I'm here for, right? That is the Capital One Orange Bowl. So to your point, in Miami, Clemson. Mm-hmm. 
I, I've gambled in college bowl games and I have been burned, but I've also I'm sitting on plus three and a half with Kansas State against Alabama, but I'm also sitting at plus seven with Tennessee. So it evens all out. And then you get a lot of other sharp action that there's no point in reporting. Like there's a lot of sharp money on LSU against Purdue, but those right. numbers that they betted at are long gone because Purdue is playing like nobody in the game. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to give you the ones where we've seen it on numbers that are at least close to what, what they betted at. Mm-hmm. Like South Carolina, they played. I think they played Notre Dame in the Gator Bowl. And the number is still pretty close to what they betted at. Always worth mentioning. Always worth mentioning. Because a lot of people yeah, well, just yeah. see sharp action and blindly follow it and not realize well, yeah, that you shouldn't sharps be playing at different numbers. You yes. shouldn't be betting LSU minus 14 well, because yeah. people laid seven before we knew, or right. whatever it was, Correct. before we knew that the Purdue quarterback wasn't going to play. And I'm guilty of that, too. I'll say the sharp action's on this side, but it was at minus three, not minus four and a half. You and, know, and, and, you know, at times we do mention that. Let's get an update on the ultimate football handicapping challenge. Hey guys, what's shaking in your super contest this week? Tough week for the leaders. Only two of the top 10 managed four wins. SA24LLC, come up with a better name, now leads Heineken 21 by a full point with a total of 55.5 out of a possible 80.69% 69% over the course of 16 weeks of NFL action. It's Good dropping, point. you know, it, yep. it, they were just above 71%. Now the leaders are at 69%. Been a few, not a couple, a few tough weeks for these leaders as they, you know, finish it out two weeks to go. Still got to give them credit, 69%, but it is dropping. John, you still in the money? You good in your contest? Yeah. Yeah, except I'm just annoyed that I didn't cover the Eagles. Yeah. You know, we were complaining about that. But both of us had that pick. And then another one of your coworkers was in the super contest told me he was in the money in this contest and he had the Eagles too. So we were all really sour on, what was that Saturday? Yes. That one pissed me off, John. Yep. That was a very sour day uh, outside of hanging out here. Right. At the Superbook at the Westgate. Yeah. Submitting your selections in person. Did you, yeah, I did. I did. did right. you? As you can see right there, right. Uh, I had Philly as well. Minnesota lost, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I too, like John am jaded. Sure. Okay. Jay, how'd you do? Terrible. Thanks for bringing it up. <laughs> you never ask me until I go one and four, and then you bring it up. I ask you every single week, actually. It's part of the really? Program. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember that. Okay. Yes. One and four. I was just looking at my picks. I'm like, oh, man, that was horrible. That was terrible. You picked Couple Tampa? Of... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what Hit. were you thinking? And Still you... above 500. Yeah, it's good. Yep, good for you. Thank no, you. no harassing in the grocery store. Nope. Nope. You better watch yourself with that record. <sighs> yes, I know. I know. Jay, oh. appreciate it. My, my son reminds me every day. All right. College football. Before we get out of here, the semifinals finally here after what seems like two months. Mm-hmm. So I will uh, first, I wanted to start with Michigan TCU. So a vast majority of the handle is going to come in this week. Jay, do you still stand by the, we might get back to that nine number by the time we reach kickoff on Saturday? Uh, it's kind of questionable. But I still think it's going to go up a bit. I don't know if yeah. it's going to get back to nine, but I think it should go to eight, maybe Maybe eight. Okay. Eight it would half. go up more if it was the late game. Yeah, it's one o'clock our time out here. It's the early game. playoff game, which I think that'll keep the number down a little bit. If it was that night game, I think you'd see a little bit more of a line move. Georgia close seven. No, like minimal movement there. We, we got all Georgia money, so I, I think it's very likely that number will go up. Uh, the money line will probably go up. All these money line parlays all week are going to go to Georgia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I, I think that the money line and the point spread could both go up there. I thought I saw a seven out there this morning. Did you guys see some sevens? Or, I think there's a few. Uh, there's a few now? Far okay. away places. It's definitely going to close Far away being like downtown? <laughs> sure. Or, I don't know what you mean. 
Places across the pond, maybe. You know, mm. speaking of faraway places, Get the the glass. you want to talk about Superbook Ohio, John? Hey, man. What's going on at Superbook Ohio? Oh, we're going to have a lot. We're launching on Sunday, right, Jay? We're opening mm-hmm. Superbook in Ohio. It's in Cincinnati. And we're going to have all kinds of boosts on the, the futures boosts on the teams, the professional teams in Ohio, and a special boost on the Bengals on Monday Night Football, the game that you think the Bengals should be favored in. Wait till you see what we do for the Bengals for our customers at the Superbook in Ohio Yeah, this coming Monday night. It might get you on a plane to Cincinnati, John. Wow. <laughs> if you think they should be favored, I think you should fly to Cincinnati to bet this. Uh, if we're listening, let's go. Come on. I'm in. I can't announce it yet. It's going to come out yeah. this weekend. Oh, okay. You got to go to yep. uh, Superbook.com. We do have a pre-registration bonus as well that you can do right now. And uh, you can find all that information out on Superbook.com slash OH. Wow. Yeah. So... A lot of bonuses going on. We have a sign-up bonus up to 1000 We have refer a friend. We have the safety bonus going on. There's Tuesday bonuses. So a lot of those will be available right out of the gate in Ohio. But very excited. I mean, just the numbers that we've seen. We've already talked to a lot of people, a lot of our customers from Las Vegas that are in that area. Excited to see the Superbook out there. Yeah, can't stress enough. You uh, you sign up, you get notified when Superbook Sports goes live in Ohio, and you can score a $100 early bird bonus after you sign up, make your first wager. Check that up on the website, too. I've got it in front of me at superbook.com slash OH. As in, oh, this is great. I like when there's a safety. Because, <laughs> you know, one of our guys on our staff has to manually go in there and issue the vouchers. Yeah. <laughs> and there's always a meltdown when there's a safety. Like, oh, my God, is that a safety? Yeah. Was there a safety? Yeah, in and then the they Bengals gotta game? go in yeah. there. And it's not me, so I don't care. <laughs> no, we all, I don't. Know. I have no idea how to do something. They like used that. to be you, right? Oh no, I have, I have no clue how to do stuff okay. like that. So I, I think it's funny, and it's good for the players in Ohio. I hope there's a bunch of safeties this weekend. I really do. <laughs> got to get a, an odds makers pod where we learn about the youths of the youth. <laughs> I don't football. think this guy's that Jay young. And uh, no, no, but I'm oh, talking about you young, guys. Right, like your guys is youth. Right. Your, your I, journey up the ladder. I ran a football pool for the boys in my class in the third grade where nice. they all had to give me $1. Is that Did legal? Let's talk about that. Did you take a commission? Uh, no, no commission. I wish I had okay, known to do okay. stuff like that. No, then you're fine. No, right. Yeah, that, that's how I actually got my Nevada gaming card. They asked me if I took a commission. I said no. And then they're like, okay, you're good to go. And then they let me write tickets. Yeah. Good for you, man. Yeah. yeah. Hey, by the way, not just Ohio, make sure you come see us at Superbook. At the Westgate Las Vegas, if you're out here in Sin City or the Lodge Casino in Blackhawk, Colorado, are going to be here all weekend, of course, showing all the NFL games and college football playoff semifinal matchups. And as always, social at Superbook Sports or at Superbook.com. Stay up on all the latest odds, boosts, and promos. Guys, good episode. Smooth. Very smooth. Thanks, we'll talk, Jimmy. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week here on the Odds Makers. You've been locked into the Oddsmakers Podcast. The Oddsmakers Podcast, presented by Superbook Sports, featuring Jay Cornegay, John Murray, and Jonathan Bontor. Hit our subscribe button, rate, review, and never miss out on weekly behind-the-counter access to the biggest events in sports. The Oddsmakers Podcast is a production of Green Roll Media. Green Roll Media, the world's premier sports betting podcast network.